welcome to the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Seth Wolkoff. And welcome back. You're listening to the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Woolcock. You can find me on the Twitter bird at DFF underscore Seth W. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for visiting the pen.org. As always, excited to be here. We're halfway through. We're halfway there. Fancy football regular season. It's kind of been a little bit of a, a little bit of a crazy season so far. Definitely some unpredictable outcomes. Definitely some rising stars, some underperformers, and so much more. This week, I was going to have Tom Kuda join us once again for some around the league. Tom and I could not make schedule arrangements work. Guess that's what happens when when you live. A good 20 hours apart for sure. And then uh, our other guy, Chris Udovich, jury duty got in the way. So thank you, Udo, for being a respectable member of society and serving your jury duty. But the show must go on. The show must go on. So this week, I'm going to glaze over some some quick NFL news for you. Tell you what you need to know to get you into your Week 10 I'm going to bring another start sit and Seth out for you. And maybe we'll touch on some in the scope later in the show. But before we get to any of that, I would like to thank Around the League's sponsor. Villa 2 is a pizzeria that meets bakery in Indiana. Now you can experience the best of both worlds. The relaxed family-owned eatery offers a sweet Thin crust pizza, traditional villa pizza, wings, burgers, salads, and so much more. They also have delicious desserts that are provided by Market Street Pastries in Blairsville. Check out their sweet treats such as macaroons, cheesecakes, cannolis, cream puffs, brownies, etc. Located at 720 Philadelphia Street, dine in, take out, or get your order delivered today by calling 724 465 2002. Again, that's Villa 2 in Indiana, PA, 724-465-2002. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, Udo not being able to be here today. I was actually going to tell a little story about, uh, about how Udo and I met back in the day and how he gets that nickname, Udo. But I'll save that for another day. I'll spare you the details, and why don't we get into some of the latest fantasy football news that's happened in the NFL over the last week. All around the world. First thing you gotta know heading into the weekend, Andy Dalton has been benched. The rookie, Ryan Finley, he takes over under center. They're gonna have A.J. Green back with them next week after their bye week, so they're on bye right now. You don't have to worry about picking up, dropping too many people. Uh, Just make sure you are aware of this going forward. We're not sure exactly how this is going to affect the fantasy realm. Your guess is as good as mine here, to be honest with you. Uh, 
It can't get much worse, though. It can't get much worse, and we'll see how Zach Taylor and the Bengals respond to that. In other quarterback news this week, Joe Flacco, he's out four to six weeks with a neck injury. Uh, Kind of weird timing there after Flacco kind of just came out of the game there this past week and really criticized coaches, criticized the play calling. Uh, Wasn't a good sight for Flacco, who normally holds himself together in press conferences like that. But now we have Brandon Allen, who will be under center there in Denver. Phil Blinsey, the running back, had a breakout season last year. We've been hyping him up all season long. Uh, He's RB11 right now on the season. Royce Freeman, his counterpart, is RB23 on the season. So we'll see how it affects the running game. We think maybe they'll even go with a heavier run game, which wouldn't be the worst thing for those two backs, certainly. And Cortland Sutton, he is wide receiver 13 so far on the season, and he's been stellar. He has... He has double digits in every game but week two this season. So it'll be interesting to see how both the Bengals and the Broncos will respond after um, making a change there at the quarterback position. I'm going to cover that next week, so make sure you stick around for that. And just a couple other notes I had for the week as well. I wanted to touch on the Rams wide receiver position right now. Uh, It's kind of been a crazy couple of weeks here. Over the weekend, Cooper Cup just solidified himself as one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. In week eight, he had a seven reception, 220 yard, and one touchdown game. He's wide receiver two on the season. Robert Woods, he continued to struggle. Uh, it's been a beyond disappointing season for Robert Woods and his owners. Two receptions, 36 yards, and most of that came within the first drive. So disappointing season for Robert Woods for sure. Uh, Josh Reynolds, he's going to step in after Brandon Cooks left this game with another concussion. Super concerning for Brandon Cooks and his owners. This is this is something, you know, we saw him leave that Super Bowl run a couple years ago with the Patriots because of, because of this concussion issue. He's experienced it now. This will be his third concussion with the Rams. It's not looking good there for Brandon Cooks. He got evaluated this week in Pittsburgh by a doctor here so we'll see what news comes out of that but expect to be without Brandon Cooks coming off their bye here Josh Reynolds he becomes an an interesting uh an interesting ad moving forward possibly if Cooks is to miss time I don't think you need to go out and add Josh Reynolds this week but just keep an eye on him moving forward here uh and last thing I'll say on this is personally uh real heartbroken about the performances Robert Woods has had this season just two targets in week eight that's just not acceptable for someone you drafted probably in the third or fourth round of most of your drafts and no I I feel you for sure but the one thing I'm going to say is don't sell Robert Woods cheap now I know you're probably if you need to if you have to pivot if the bye week is too much for you to handle right now maybe you're under 500 completely understand if you're in that situation but if you've been okay thus far, if you have a winning record, if you're around 500, if you have the playoffs still within your reach, I think Robert Woods, maybe they get some stuff right here on the buy and they figure it out. But do not sell them for 50 cents on the dollar because um, as a Robert Woods owners in a couple of leagues, I've been getting offers like crazy for him. And yeah, they're not bad offers, but I, I think Robert Woods has potential. He was wide receiver 11 at this time last year. 
Again, I know every year the same things do not happen again and again. But Brandon Cooks is down, so you got to think that the Rams are going to try to figure stuff out over this bye week, and Robert Woods could be one of the breakout players of the second half. I had some more buy or sell to get into, but we'll leave that next week for our guest. And why don't we jump into some start, sit, and Seth. Let's get it locked and loaded. But first, a quick word from Start, Sit, and Seth's weekly sponsor. Philadelphia Square Apartments. Get ready for class with Philadelphia Square Apartments. Their high-quality two, three, and four-bedroom units are clean and spacious. You can reach them at 724-349-0462. Again, that's Philadelphia Square Apartments at 724-349-0462. Or you can visit their website, www. Philadelphia Square Apartments. Do it. Today. Let's see it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Start, sit, and Seth. Alright. We're back with the In-Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Got another Start, Sit, and Seth coming at you. In the week nine installment of Start, Sit, and Seth, entitled Start, Sit, and Monsters, we take a look at one of the most forgotten aspects of Halloween and spooky season, Monsters. We take a look at Eric Church's song Monsters off his 2018 album Desperate Man and what he meant by that. Anymore when a restless feeling Keeps me up at night I'm falling on my knees Is my new turning on the light I keep my faith intact Make sure my prayers are said Cause I've learned that the monsters Ain't the ones beneath the bed And we kind of take this into a light A little personal light as well And talk about just some of the monsters I've had to come face to face with in my life and what I've taken from that, how I've grown from that as well. And we kind of just wrap up the article with how just a little bit of light, a little bit of light folks can go a long way, especially in today's times. And that's what we like to be here for you on the in-between. While I do love sharing my fantasy football commentary with you, I I also just like to try to be a, a light of hope, a light of inspirations, and not like all the other one-sided bullshit, lack of heart media that doesn't really have any perspective or you don't gain anything from listening. So I'll let you check that out. That's at thepen.org. That's my Start, Sit, and Seth column. And let's get into it. A quarterback I'd start this week. He's a This brother's on another level. I'm just trying to tell you something. Tom Brady. Tom versus Time, the GOAT, Iron Man, whatever you want to call him. Tom Brady and the Patriots have been phenomenal so far this season. He is QB6 coming into Week 9. And while they haven't had to throw the ball 
they haven't really gotten any desperate situations where they have to actually air it out. They're actually the fourth leading team in pass attempts this season, which you would find a little interesting with how, by how much they've led. They, they keep passing, so that's interesting. I think this week they're going to have their best test of the season so far. The Baltimore Ravens, I think they're going to give them a little bit of a run for their money. I wouldn't put any money on the Ravens. However, I do expect Brady, who, again, ha- has been finding ways to score fantasy points. I, I think he's going to be dominant once again when called upon this Sunday. A quarterback I'd sit this week. Here I sit in a low-lit room. I think I'd like you right on top. Daniel Jones, New York Giants. Since his breakout performance in week three, Daniel Jones has only scored over 13 fantasy points once in the last five outings. This week, he's going up against a Dallas Cowboy division rival team that only allows roughly 12.4 fantasy points to the opposing quarterback. Um, I think the only way Jones is a serviceable fantasy quarterback for you this week is by him going out and just lighting it up in some garbage time that I think he's going to see. I think the Cowboys are going to get ahead early, and it's going to be a come-from-behind game from Daniel Jones, but I'm still leaving him on the bench. That Cowboys defense is underrated, and I think they get to him a little bit this week as well. A running back I'd start this week. I used to play running back. Carlos Hyde in Houston. This call is really a mixture of game flow and opportunity. Hyde, uh, believe it or not, this guy is RB10 on the season when it comes to strictly rushing yards, and he's averaging 16.25 rushing attempts per game. You like that. You like that volume there, and the efficiency has been there as well, 4.2 yards per carry. Uh, Carlos Hyde's really bounced back this season in a way we did not see him in Cleveland and Jacksonville. This is kind of a revenge game for him as well. He's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars where he was acquired last season, didn't really do much down there, and they're allowing, uh, they haven't been awful against the opposing running back so far this season, but they are giving uh, one of the worst yards per rush up to the running back, 4.71 yards per rush for Jacksonville this season. I think that he's going to go in there, I think he's going to have to light it up on the ground, especially because they're going to be trying to kill some clock, so... I think just, you know, a matter of volume and efficiency and maybe a little payback as well gets Carlos Hyde another productive fantasy week for your team this week. Fire him up. A running back I'd sit this week. Here I sit in a low-lit room. I think I'd like you right on top. Mark Walton for the Miami Dolphins. Kenyon Drake, the Dolphins' former starter running back, he's gone. He got traded to Arizona this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to spare Drake this week. I think he's going to have a good week here on Thursday Night Football. By the time you're listening to this, we'll see if that proves right or wrong. But uh, he, here goes Mark Walton. He's a newly appointed starter. He's going to land on my sit list. While Walton has been effective and is given opportunities and should see more work now that Drake's gone, I don't really see him reaching double digits this weekend, especially against a Jets team that is really only allowing 3.3 yards per carry. And right now, while the Jets are getting boned a little bit by goal line touchdowns, we saw Sony Michelle a couple Monday nights ago have three against them. Uh, Kalen Belage has been getting that goal line back work. And 
while some things might change there uh, for Belage, until I see it, I'm, I'm leaving Walton on the bench here. I'm not really into you know getting all that work between the between the 20s goal line red zone opportunities you get taken out you miss out on those valuable touches there that OFP gaining material right there so yeah I'm sitting Mark Walton on the bench until I see he's getting that goal line work let's move into the wide receivers wide receiver I'd start this week DK Metcalf, the rookie athletic freak of a wide receiver. He's been an absolute blessing for quarterback Russell Wilson this season. Currently wide receiver 31 on the season. And now he's getting a buck secondary that I just don't think has a cornerback that can match up with this size of Metcalf. He's getting, he is the number one red zone targets of any player in the league. You love that. He can basically score a touchdown anytime they're down there. And now this Buccaneers secondary, their bottom seven against the opposing wide receiver. I'm going to expect a big day for all Seattle pass catchers here on Sunday. But I think Metcalf can add to his season touchdown total. He's got four. I would not be surprised if he comes back into next week with at least five or six under his belt. Keep an eye out for DK Metcalf this week. A wide receiver I'd sit this week. Here I sit in a low-lit room. I think I'd like you right on top. Sammy Watkins, Kansas City. Since that huge week one that we discussed way back when, that seems forever ago, almost two months ago now, Sammy Watkins, he had 47.3 points there in week one, three touchdowns on the day. It was an electric day for Sammy Watkins. Well, here we are seven weeks later. And Sammy Watkins over the last seven weeks has not even accounted for 40 fantasy points. And while injury kind of factors into that, he missed a couple outings there. This is just the inconsistency we have seen from Sammy Watkins throughout his career. Uh, If you didn't capitalize on his trade value after week one, and I I know I didn't in a couple leagues, so I feel you out there. Don't be too down on yourself. But if you didn't capitalize... Uh, I think you got to leave Sammy Watkins on the bench here at least at least until Patrick Mahomes gets back. Uh, this week they got the Vikings. The Vikings, while they haven't been as good against opposing wide receivers as they have been in the past, uh, the shutdown corner Rhodes there, he has not been as locked down in years past. And while they're overall not great against the opposing wide receivers here, uh, they allow the third least yards per reception, 10.6. That virtually eliminates Sammy Watkins' big play threat. I'm just not thinking he's going to take a big one over the top here on this Minnesota defense. It keeps everyone in check pretty well. They're a bend-don't-break defense, and I don't think that bodes well for him, especially with Matt Moore continuing to be under center. Again, I'm keeping him on the bench along with every Kansas City option outside of Tyreek Hill and the tight end Travis Kelsey. All right, we are going to be right back to round out the show with some In The Scope, so stay with us for that. But first, I would like to thank In The Scope's sponsor. Hemp Haven. Hemp Haven specializes in CBD products such as hemp seed soaps, CBD oil, pain salves, and teas. 
and they also have some locally organic hemp buds which can help with anxiety, pain, PTSD, MS, Parkinson's, and more. Hemp Haven products are locally grown in Indiana County. And remember, remember in between fam, CBD gets you healthy, not high. Located at the cabin at 30 McLean Road in Indiana. Stop by or call 724-599-7497. Again, that's Hemp Haven at 724-599-7497. In the scope. All right, welcome back into the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to round out this mini episode with you with some In the Scope. Again, these are some players who might not be the top waiver claims of this week, but they're some players that you're going to want to keep in your scope and maybe try to pick up before the weekend starts. They're not going to cost you that waiver priority. They're not going to cost you that high amount of fab dollars you got saved up. So keep that in your back pocket. And here's some of the in-the-scope targets I like moving forward here. Again, you can check out my full in-the-scope column at DynastyFootballFactory.com. We got a bunch of other great content for you on the site as well. Whether you're into Redraft, Dynasty, Keeper, Devi, IDP, FanDuel, whatever you're playing, guys, we got you hooked up over at DynastyFootballFactory.com. Now let's get into it. My first target... UAV Recon standing by. Repeat, UAV Recon is standing by. Jonu Smith, Tennessee Titans tight end. He's coming off a career high in yardage, and the third-year tight end, Jonu Smith, looks like he's been improving at, you know, a huge rate here and this is what dynasty owners have wanted to see for a couple years now and while it's not certain if Delaney Walker is going to be back at full capacity and whether Jonu Smith can keep this job to himself uh, he's setting career highs in yards per reception 15.9 and his catch rate is 83.3 that's really impressive you like to see that Uh, Ryan Tannehill he is improving that Tennessee Titans offense by the day You love to see that as well. And it wasn't too long ago, back in 2013, Charles Clay was actually tight end eight on the season under Tannehill. So you like that. Mike Vrabel, Tannehill, they're talking this guy up. Check that out. Let's move forward here. Predator missile, ready for launch. Repeat, Predator missile, ready for launch. Darius Geis, running back for the Washington Redskins. Long ago, long ago. There's a point on this show where Tom actually said that his all-in for the season was Darius Geis. Well, week one, he went down with another knee injury. Didn't look good for Geis, but he's 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 about to rip it up. He's about to head back into the lineup. And while I know what you're thinking, like, Seth, what's going on here? Like, the Redskins, they're, they haven't won a game outside of Miami. They're still trying to tank. Wouldn't you think they set Geis out for the remainder of the year? Yeah, yeah, I would think that if the Washington Redskins were a logical football team. They're not. They're not. He's expected to play here in Week 11. They're going to get him riled up against the Jets. And after that, the Redskins only have one top 10 defense against the running back. I really like the upside Darius Geis could provide for your team. He's only 31.8% owned. Again, you're grabbing him a couple weeks early, but if you think... 
if you look at how much work Adrian Peterson's got under Bill Callahan since he's taken over for head coach Jay Gruden, he's averaging 20.3 touches per game. Well, I don't think that Geist just jumps back into all of that. He's a pretty talented guy. If, if you look at the college tape and maybe you get something going against a couple defenses that don't really have much to play for here at the end of the year, he could be one of those guys, one of those, you know, we're looking right now for big swings, and Darius Geist could be a league winner, big swing type of guy. Only owned in 30% of leagues, so check him out. It's Darius Geist. Another RB that was probably dropped in a bunch of leagues, Ronald Jones. Right now, Ronald Jones, he's the second year back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 40.1% owned right now in fantasy football, and uh, he led the Buccaneers in touches in Week 8. Again, I know... The usage has not been off the charts under Byron Leftwich, former Steelers quarterback. He was kind of a journeyman for a little bit in the NFL after having a great career with the Jags early on. But uh, yeah, Byron Leftwich just isn't handing this guy the rock as much as I feel like he should be. Uh, basically, him and Peyton Barber have kind of been neck and neck, it seems like, when it comes down to the carries. But Jones has just been by far, far more effective. 4.2 yards per carry for Jones on only 74 carries, and he is averaging 18.3 yards per reception on his only six receptions. This guy's a guy who, when you get him in space, he seems like he can go. Payne Barber, on the other hand, he's only averaging 3.3 yards per carry, 79 attempts, and 4.7 yards per reception on on only seven receptions. I mean, while it's kind of hard to tell exactly what the Buccaneers' running game is going to be, it's kind of been that way for the last you know, three years actually now, going back to when even Doug Martin, the muscle hamster, was there. But I think right now, you know, Ronald Jones is a second-round talent. Peyton Barber, he was a undrafted guy. I just think eventually Ronald Jones is going to take over and show how talented he is. Maybe it's not this year, but I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. So I want Ronald Jones moving forward, especially maybe in some keeper or dynasty league. So keep an eye out for that as well couple receivers I want to round out the show with Josh Gordon on Saturday ESPN's Josina Anderson reported that Gordon who's battling that knee injury is expected to be healthy in about one to two weeks Uh, the Patriots they put him on IR with a minor designation which means as soon as he is healthy enough to go they're releasing him Uh, so I think they actually released him earlier today so he's going to hit the waivers. Keep an eye out where he lands. Again, this is a health issue and off-the-field issue as well, but there's some good teams out there that could use a wide receiver. The Raiders, the Eagles, the Seahawks, uh, they've all kind of struggled in that receiving category so far this season. So I'm looking for Josh Gordon to kind of be, again, one of those big swing type of guys who could be a potential league winner. So Keep an eye on him. Remember, wasn't too long ago, wide receiver 2 in 2013. And he was even wide receiver 37 last season. And that was despite missing four games and switching teams halfway through the season. So that's Josh Gordon, the lethal weapon there. I'm going to round it out for you with Danny Amendola for the Detroit Lions. Danny Amendola, uh, this is a guy who has been kind of inconsistent in fantasy production over the course of his career. Never been one of those guys that you can consistently go to outside a couple years with the Patriots. He's proving to be maybe the true beneficiary of Carrion Johnson's absence. 
Last season, after Johnson went down, we saw the Lions attempting to use Theo Riddick a ton in the slot. And, you know, Theo Riddick wasn't very efficient at that, let alone running the ball. So, uh, you know, that didn't bode well for him. He finished RB43 on the season, Lions 6-10. I will tell you this, though. Danny A., he has been effective throughout his career. He averages 9.8 yards per reception. You gotta like that. And this year, you are seeing Matthew Stafford having a better O-line, protecting him a little more, allowing him to extend plays, and he keeps his eyes down the field, and it's paying off. Amendola alone is averaging 12.5 yards per reception. That's a career high for him. You like that moving forward. And Stafford over the last two weeks, 38.5 pass attempts per game. You really like that if you're a Stafford owner, if you're an owner of either Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay. I think Danny Amendola, I think he's a guy who could really have a great second half of this season. So if he's out there on some waivers, go grab him. Go grab him. Don't be afraid to fire him up. So that's it for In the Scope. That's going to be it for us today as well on the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Next week on the show, we're going to have Jake Trowbridge from Drinking Fantasy Podcast. That's going to be a great time. We're going to have a couple beers with the boys. So make sure you check us out next week. Again, sorry about the lack of guests this week, but we'll make sure we get that figured out for the future. Udo, sorry you couldn't be joining us this week. Thank you for doing your part as a member of society and in between listeners thank you again for all the support this season we're so happy to be doing this and we're going to keep bringing you the content as long as you're liking it thanks again and we'll be back next week on a brand new episode of the in between fantasy football podcast i'm seth woolcock keep it in between out there folks anymore when a restless feeling keeps me up at night Falling on my knees is my new turning on the light. I keep my faith intact and make sure my prayers are said. Cause I've learned that the monsters ain't the ones beneath the bed.